I, I love my life. Life is beautiful now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Happily Ever Random. I'm Troy. And I'm Jenny. And we are uh, joined by Kenna once again. Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, we are... In this episode, we're taking a step away from some of the fantasy and fun ones that we've done in the in the past. Goofy, silly. And <laughs> we're going to take it down a little bit more of a serious route and kind of continue on. I just hit my head. head. Sorry. Head, okay. <laughs> um, and kind of continue on with the topic of mental health. Um, Jenny and I did one re- previously. Yes. And Kenna actually wanted to join us again to kind of go over it once more. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Do a little bit of a more deeper dive into yeah. the topic. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we start, though, uh, we do want to put out an actual disclaimer on this one, not just a, hey, just we might much. curse, um, <laughs> but an actual disclaimer. This episode will involve some serious and sensitive topics. It can also involve some possible triggers for anyone battling with any mental health issues like depression, anxiety, bipolar, self-harm, and or suicidal thoughts. Uh, But please remember that no matter what, you are not alone. If you need help, please reach out. There's always someone to help. You can reach out to one of us through our website or our social media sites, which will be linked on the episode posting, or you can call 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, or just 988 if you are in the U.S., and it will redirect you to the Lifeline Network. So, with that out of the way, (laughs) we can go ahead and get started on the main discussion here. So, in our first episode of Mental Health, we kind of told my story of my mental health journey and... Troy, you kind of asked questions because you were a lot younger when my my whole journey started. You didn't mm-hmm. really know a lot of it. And we also kind of discussed um, some of Kenna's mental health journey. But it was from my point of view as like her parent. Mm-hmm. So we kind of wanted to, this episode, dive a little deeper into Kenna's mental health journey. But do it from her point of view. Get her side of the story, you know. And just, and there were some, you know, some topics that we're going to dive into as well, but we kind of want to start there. So, yeah. And we, we went over it last time as well, but I just, me personally, I don't, from what I know and remember, I haven't dealt with any mm-hmm. mental health issues my, myself, obviously right. some anxiety, some stress, things like that, but right. nothing too serious. Right. So kid, I probably will have some questions for you. So That's- that's fine. I mean, I, I, if you ask questions, I'll probably have an answer. So, like, <laughs> well, that's the know. point of it. It's <laughs> usually how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to to let you know. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you want to start off, baby, or you want me to kind of start things off with? How do you want to start off? Um, I can start off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's a little nervous, guys. Um, it's not like I haven't talked about my mental health online before. Right. And, like, I'm very open about my mental health. Like, but, like, I don't know. Um, my mental health journey started when I was around, like, I started feeling, like, actually feeling, like, things more, like, intensely when I was, like, eight. Mm-hmm. Which and I like, did not know about until years later, guys. Yeah. 
And so. like it was, it wasn't very bad at the beginning. Like, cause I didn't have a lot to stress over. I didn't have a lot to be sad over because I was just a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a good home life. I had friends, but there was, there was always underlying parts of me that just nothing, like some things just didn't feel right. Right. Like when I was growing up, I always kind of just had this like feeling that like something was wrong and like I never could describe it and I still can't describe it. Like it's just, I think, I guess it was just the beginning of me of depression and anxiety, Yeah. which like anyone can deal with, even young kids. But it's just, I didn't recognize that it was that until years later, until I was like 13. Mm-hmm. Um, I started like taking it out on myself more, like through self-harm when I was like 10. Mm-hmm. Um, which which was... I still didn't know about till years <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like, it never got, it was never bad until things got really bad in my like in mental health wise. Mm-hmm. Like after I started seeing a therapist and then, I mean, it, it helped. Seeing a therapist really helps. I love my therapist, but being diagnosed with things and like really makes it real. It makes it too real. Yeah. Especially for someone who's 13, 12 years old. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I guess like I never expected like my life to be like this. Like even when I was going into like, oh yeah, I was getting diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Like I didn't expect it to be like a whole like thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect it to become like a big part of my life. Yeah. Which it has become in like that's not a bad thing necessarily it just kind of sucks sometimes Mm -hmm. because you want to live your life more freely and you want to be like happy but it's not that easy all the time um how old was i when i found my first therapist um i think you were 12 yeah it was like 12 um i hated her (laughs) she it was we went we first went for just regular anxiety right and i tried to talk to her about like how i felt like depression wise and she would ignore it and she wouldn't tell me like she wouldn't like help me any of that she would always like go straight to like anxiety Mm -hmm. and i remember i tried talking about my dad with her at some points and she just like let's get back to that anxiety and i was like oh my god and she really cared about that anxiety yeah (laughs) (laughs) And then I met, I, I, we stopped going to her cause I, it just wasn't working out. Yeah. You asked to stop mm-hmm. seeing her. Yeah. I just, it wasn't a right match. It wasn't a right fit for me. Mm-hmm. So I started seeing my now therapist, which I've seen her since what, since I was 13. 13, 14. Yeah. So it's yeah. about, about been like. At least three years. Three years. Yeah. yeah. We, we, she talks about it some with me sometimes. She's like, it's almost been four years. And I was like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Which she did give me permission on the first mental health episode. So I'll probably do it again. I will probably link her website Yeah. on our website. Uh, just if anybody is in need of a therapist out there, <laughs> she's amazing. She Jillian, is. we love you. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, at first, I was really nervous because we, we first saw her like in person when she mm-hmm. lived in our area. And then she, I was really nervous, but it was really comfortable. She made everything really easy. Yeah. Like she made it really easy for me to open up. And then it's still really easy for me to open up. I tell her like everything that goes on in my life. 
Um, That's good. Sometimes you need that person. Yeah, definitely. Um, but when I started seeing Jillian, uh, like she, and like when I started seeing a psychiatrist especially, and I got put on medication, it just kind of, everything became more real and more intense. And it's not their fault. It's not the, their, it's just the idea of it being such a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like, people always talk about like, oh yeah, I have anxiety, like, but they don't, it's not their, it's not in their everyday life. It's not a severe part of their life. Like, I, I, I everyone deals with mental health struggles, even if it's small things like stress, right. a little bit of anxiety here or there, like go through a little depressive stage. But it's so different. Yeah, it becomes different when it becomes like debilitating for you. Yeah. It's not right. just like a an inconvenience. Yeah. For a little bit, like it becomes debilitating to where you can't do certain things in your life. You yeah. know? I was gonna say for someone like me who doesn't go through it and doesn't know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Can y'all kind of explain? Oh, yeah. We're, that's yeah. one of the things we wanted to talk about, yeah. especially. Yeah. So, for me, around... And my, it's different for everyone, Yeah, too. it's definitely different. For, for That's why I said for me. So, for me, um, it takes, like, this part of me that, like, wants to take care of myself and, like, wants to be up and do things and, like, like, like it, it makes it hard to, like, do everyday tasks. Like, I remember when I was in school, I lost, like, all of my motivation to, like, go and, like, I would freak out because I was so tired and so exhausted and I was just, it became so hard to get up in the morning alone. And that was where I started. Started Mm -hmm. because I hated getting up in the morning. And I didn't know why. I'm like, I was like, maybe I'm just lazy. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not it. Um, I mean possibly still yeah. but. Uh, I mean, yeah but like i kind of think it runs in the family <laughs> a little bit i'm, de- I'm definitely a procrastinator so. yeah definitely yeah. Same, same too. but it started with me having trouble getting up in the morning and then it stopped and then it went to i went through this phase where like i would like I didn't take. I didn't like want to take showers. I'm very mm. much out of that. Hi, personal hygiene becomes a big thing when you're going through a really hard time, like with a really bad depression or you know mm-hmm. anything like that. That's one of the things that a lot of people just are just like fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, so they just... won't shower. They won't physically take care of themselves like, like either teeth, you won't brush your yeah. hair you won't like so just all motivation for yeah anything yeah and a lot out. of it is a lot of people either don't sleep enough or sleep too much yeah like me i i sleep too much when i'm in a depressive phase mm-hmm. i think you don't sleep yeah so we're opposite <laughs> But well, I remember you would on weekends you would sleep till like one o'clock. Yeah, in I the can't. Afternoon. Did you know now that I'm getting older, I cannot sleep past like ten, eleven o'clock. Oh, now I I'm, I get so mad on the weekends when I wake up and it's like ten a.m. We don't get past I'm eight. Like, Damn it! I want to sleep late. <laughs> we don't get past eight, but I mean we also do have a two-year-old. So. Yeah. Well, I have a sixteen-year-old <laughs> who can sleep till three in the afternoon. So you know. But you also stay up until three to five in the morning. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, guys, sorry. <laughs> um, but then it was when we were living in the apartments that really it really started getting bad. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I started losing more friends. Oh, like, what apartments? The ones right there off <laughs> the freeway. After we moved out of my, my mom's house. Oh, okay. Sorry. Did you forget <laughs> that, like, <laughs> three years that we lived there? It's because I didn't help you move into that one. Oh, That's yeah. why I don't remember it. Like, I think you've helped me move every other time. but And it's been, like, eight times that in your life, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> We've, well, guys, we've, Ken and I literally were like nomads before we bought our house that we live in now. We literally moved every, just about every year mm-hmm. since you were three mm-hmm. because the rent would go up every year and I couldn't afford it. So we'd have to move to a new place. So I think we've moved, I think I counted it the other day. I think it was 10 times since you were three until we bought our house now. Yeah. And I've moved y'all about eight of those ten. Years. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's why I don't remember. That's why. This upper that's why buying this house and like me painting it and redoing it right now and everything is so important to me because it's like I've finally been able to give my daughter something that I've never been able to give her. It's like a real home, yeah. not just a place that we're living for a year before we have to move again. Yeah, you know what I mean. When we lived in the apartments, that's when it got like really bad. Like that's when I started like everything started like crumbling down on me kind of thing like that's when like the debilitating part got like like uh, they made their appearance (laughs) um they said hello (laughs) i remember there was like times where you would uh, we had like we shared a bathroom Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad we don't know oh yeah god I would you I would go take a shower, but I would literally just sit on the floor with the, with the water running because I didn't have the motivation to actually do anything. Like mm-hmm. I would just like turn it on and just sit on the floor and cry. Yeah, I was gonna say I used to do that when I was little, but I didn't cry. Yeah, <laughs> I would just sit in the, when I was small enough to sit in a bathtub. I would sit in the bathtub. <laughs> um, but I would just kind of, and then you walked in one day and like because you cause I don't remember what it was. I think I had to pee really bad yeah. and couldn't wait till you got out of the shower. <laughs> And then you were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, um, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm literally like about to get in the shower. And you're like, you've been in here for 15 minutes. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but that's when it started. And then it got to the point where in the mornings and at night, I wouldn't brush my teeth and I wouldn't like, I, I, I had bad acne because I didn't take care of my skin I would, like, it It just got really bad to the point where I didn't do anything to take care of myself. Yeah. My room got awful and disgusting and, like, I was forgetting to take my meds. Because that was when I did them that, Yeah, that was yeah. when you still took them yourself. Yeah. Now, so ever since then, I dispense them for her every day. Like a gumball machine. <laughs> I was thinking like a Pez dispenser. <laughs> Okay, I give them to her every day. How's that? (laughs) Um, But, and I, but anyway, I was losing friends. I was struggling. Like, we weren't having the best time then because it was such a new thing for me to, like, my mental health. Like, Mm -hmm. that was, it was very new and you didn't know how to handle it. And it was really new to me, too, because you were, you were going through things in your mental health journey that I had never been through because mine was mainly just depression. Mm -hmm. And so yours with the anxiety, the crippling anxiety and the, the new, you know, when we, when you finally got diagnosed with bipolar, I never dealt with any of that, you know, and I didn't know anybody that had really dealt with any of that. So I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, when she would have a panic attack over something that you and I would not find panic inducing. Yeah. I would be like, why are you freaking out about this? Just stop (laughs) crying. You're fine. And I would get mad because she was like freaking out, you know? Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, okay, the tag on your shirt is bothering you. So what? Just go change your fucking shirt. (laughs) You know? And I don't know if that's actually something that happened. I'm just using that as an example. I have very bad sensory issues. (laughs) So I'm like, I would get angry. Like, stop crying. Just change your shirt, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't understand it. So I've really, and and I, I will admit, and you can say, you can say I'm being honest. I do still have times when this probably does still happen. Yeah. (laughs) But I do try to, and I've tried really hard over the last couple of years, and I do still try to really educate myself mm-hmm. and really try to learn more and more about about what she goes through so I can help her through instead of being that person, that parent that's like, oh, shut up, you're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Because I can see how crippling it is to her. So. Yeah. I, um, I, I started, like, we weren't in the best like place at the at the time mm-hmm. because because it, it was so new that's where that's like and but we things have gotten a lot better i think my journey has like t- it's been a long time it's been a long little little adventure era <laughs> it's been an era for sure <laughs> an era to remember not a good one <laughs> um I at the, like because I was like losing friends. The ones that I had weren't the best. Like, you mm-hmm. know who I'm talking about. But, mm-hmm. but then we I won't also, name names. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. But I also. It was the beginning of like meeting like my best friend Lovey. Mm-hmm. Like she's my best friend. I love her to death. And like that's when we met, and we weren't close at the time, but we got closer over the like two next two years. Yeah. And, but, and so we moved into the house lot like two Decembers ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah like this December, it'll be two years. Yeah. But, and I, in those past two years, I have started homeschool. I got mm-hmm. a job. I lost all of my friends except for like two, but it's honestly been really good for me. Even I like I want to make more friends, but I don't. I'm not desperate to the point where I'll just choose anyone and like. I think, I'll end up with like someone that's really bad for yeah, me. Yeah, like you've learned the, the difference between a real friend and. And a, like a mutual yeah. kind of person. Yeah. Like a fake person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like my two friends that I have now and my cousin who's my my best friend Maddie. Who's um, been on the show? Yeah, <laughs> um, my friend Gwen and Lovey. They're That's like three. You said my two friends. That's three. Friends. I, I said to my two friends and my cousin. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Learn how to count, mom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but my, but they, they're. I like having my little small circle. Yeah. Because they're they mean a lot to me and. It's less drama you have to worry about. Oh yeah, definitely. Along with being what? homeschooled. Uh, is so much less drama. Yeah, when when I was in middle school and high school, and this isn't necessarily going along with the mental health, mm-hmm. but with large groups of friends, because we were in a group that had like six guys and five girls in mm-hmm. the group. 
Yeah. Like, there was a ton of us, and there was always <laughs> something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whether it was with the kids or the parents of the kids, like, there was always something. Yeah. So, it's See, definitely good to have a small a small group. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, and that's how I've always felt, because I've never had a lot of friends. I've always kind of been, like, the weird kid. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like, I was always the kid that got bullied, like, in, like, they were, like I was well, the weird art kid. I think you're cool, so. Good for you. <laughs> that's not cool mom um and then that's like partially why i'm homeschooled now Mm -hmm. because of how i was treated in public school yep but it's been really good and i've i mean i have time for myself i have time for school i have time for for work i have time for my for my friends and family Mm -hmm. that was was one thing i was worried about for you mm -hmm. is going like I knew I knew it was going to be good for you from what you went through mm-hmm. but I was afraid that you were going to miss out on the social aspect of being a teenager I going like into homeschool that is the thing is it would have been diff- it would have been probably like that for you guys not calling you old but like <laughs> you didn't get the big internet aspects that we got <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys wow it's true um, Dude, but Jen, I'm the youngest of the siblings and the grandkids, but now I'm being called old. Yeah, I mean, you kind of <laughs> are, teenager. dude. Fuck. So, you know. I guess once once you put a three in front of those numbers, you start to get old. <laughs> Thanks, kid. Yeah, if you were born in, if you're, the year you were born starts with a one nine. <laughs> Just a one. Yeah. <laughs> you're old. I had, real quick, side note. I, I was, uh working i was bartending for that catering job that i do and i had to check ids and i'm seeing ids from like 2000 2001 and i'm just like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like i remember checking 1980 (laughs) yeah i remember having somebody tell me that they didn't need to they when they checked my id they're like oh yeah i saw the one you're fine fuck like what do you mean you saw the one (laughs) i was like what (laughs) Sorry, side note, kid. Didn't mean to cut no, you off so, there. So, but, like, um, being homeschooled in my generation isn't that big of a deal because you, everyone finds friends online, even in their area. Like, Gwen, I met online, and we, we're, we're, like, best friends already. Yeah. And she's, like, a really good friend. Like, I have a better connection I have with her than I had with half the school, half the kids in my actual school. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We literally had to go around the neighborhood and to find was, somebody. It was really, it's been really weary for me to have her meet friends online and actually, like, actually meet them in person and, like, actually become yeah. in-person friends with them. Mm. But, I mean, I, you know, when she, when she does meet them, like, we, I went with you, like, we went to Gwen's house, I met she lives with her aunt. So I met her aunt, you know? And so, and like anybody that she becomes friends with online, like she does, like they all, the kids nowadays, like know, like, okay, we need to FaceTime to make sure like you really are the age you say you are. um, When I met Gwen, she was like, will you send me a voice message? Like right now saying something like specific. (laughs) I was like, okay. And then we FaceTimed, and then we hung out, and, like, everything was fine. But, like, literally, the person, like, I, I have, like, Paige, for one, mm-hmm. that, like, 
you were very wary about that whole thing, but like you're literally, you literally love Paige. Yeah, I call her Paigey. Yeah. She's sweet. Paigey. Paigey. That sounds funny. Yeah. Paigey. Oh, I'd have called her Paigey. <laughs> so you as the mom, you kind of just got thrown into this whole like cyber life. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been that's, crazy. That's Cause, nuts. I mean, like, because when you talk about like making friends online, like what I think of it, what I think when I, when you say that is like AOL chat rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't know the person. You're just yeah, typing like, to somebody. When you like type in like <laughs> ASL, like A slash yep. S slash L, you know, like yep. that's what we did when I was your age. Like we P- did. P-I-R. Do you know that one? Was? No. Parents in room. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like the AIM chat that you had and like, you know, we'd put like song lyrics as our away message, yep. you know, and. Do you remember your, your AIM, like username? I think it was Ginny Lee and then some numbers. You were so basic. No. Um, I made my first online friend. When was my, when did I have my Stranger Things fan account? How old was I then? Your what? Stranger Things uh, fan account. Oh. Uh, 14? 13? Girl, I was like 13. 13? <laughs> I made my first online friend when I was 13 and I didn't tell you about it forever because <laughs> I thought you would be mad at me <laughs> and like, <laughs> I had like so many mutuals that I would talk to and then delete our messages. <laughs> <laughs> but like I knew they were real I knew all of them were real cause like I did the same thing I do now we would talk on the phone and stuff like that and like video chat but like I'm a real boy <laughs> but um and now I meet people like through TikTok or like Instagram or stuff like that like I've made see the TikTok one throws me off I don't know why I could just cause I just I, I use TikTok just to get a laugh throughout the day I know. oh yeah no, or like I, back in the day when we had vine like i didn't know they were real people i, I just thought I, they were video clips oh off God. the internet i never had vine but i remember when i was younger i would watch vine compilations i still do it's nostalgic for me <laughs> and it makes me laugh <laughs> no but for me i feel like um the internet has been like one an outlet and two, like, it's been a place where I've been able to connect with people in ways that I can't connect to people in real life. Yeah. Like, you can find people all over the world that are feeling exactly what you're feeling. And it's hard to find that kind of thing in, like, your area all the time. Like, sure, you're going to find people that are going through similar things to you, but it's not going to be the same as, like, it's not, you're not going to find a billion people that are, that, that are know exactly what you're going through. Right. Um... I do like in in school uh the bullying like we talked about this the other day because we saw those kids at the restaurant oh my god they're so annoying (laughs) we went out to dinner the other night and this real quick just so y'all understand that comment we went out to dinner the other night me Kenna and her two but her two friends Gwen and Lovey and we went to uh Lupe Tortilla right there on 249 Mm -hmm. and we had this really great waiter um young guy um, really funny you know he made us laugh and he was like i've been here since 9 30 this morning and i was like oh i remember those days <laughs> and and then i you know like halfway through our meal i noticed he was setting the table behind us for a big top and i'm like oh that poor thing like he's getting set with a big top and he's been here since opening like mm-hmm. i feel bad for him and then all of a sudden these kids start walking to the table and it's 30 high schoolers for homecoming 
two boys, 11 girls. And then I hear him when he walks up to greet the table, ask, and they say it's all separate checks. And I was like, oh, that poor baby. (laughs) So when he came back to our table, I was like, he walked up and he was like, you guys doing okay? And I I just looked at him. I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, oh my God, I know. (laughs) I've been there. I was like, I remember those days. He was like, the host has even said that she was sorry. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to take care of you. And he hugged me. He was like, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the. That's one of those times when the host, when the host knows, but she's like, I don't have anywhere else. I know. Else. <laughs> but they were so loud and obnoxious. And like were... I get they're teenagers, you know. Yeah, teenagers. I'm sure we were like that when Cannot. we were teenagers, but <laughs> they were so fucking loud. No, and they were kids that me and Lovey knew from school. Yeah. And that bullied us. Didn't they call y'all like? Oh, you want to know what they called us? Yeah. Yeah, so we saw them. They were by, they were waiting for a table, and we walked to the bathroom. You know what they, they, it was the boys, too. They looked at us, and they said, look, it's the Suicide Squad. Are y'all for real right now? Y'all think you made, you you think you did something, because that's not funny. Like, it's like, they think they, they think they're so hilarious. I'm like, I didn't take offense to it. I literally don't care. But, like, it's just embarrassing on their part, like. You think you're hilarious. You think so you're you think up. you're affecting us. Yeah. Like, you're not. Like, we laughed, <laughs> and we were like, okay, bud. Um, and then they taught. We saw them. They were at the table next to us, and we we heard them talking about Suicide Squad again. Like, we heard them say that multiple times, and then we heard them say something about TikTok. I looked over at this guy, and he had his phone facing towards me, like he was recording us. And I looked straight at him, and I just stared at him for a minute. He put his phone right down. I knew he was taking. I knew he was taking pictures. I knew he was doing stuff like that because they knew us. They knew us. It's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying, and it was just like, oh my god, are you serious right now? Like, can you just, can you just live your life and not focus on us for one moment because that's all you've been doing your entire freaking high school life? <laughs> like, can you just? I'm sorry, kid. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. Like, it, I just the thing that bothers me the most is that they care so much about other people. Like, give a shit about your fucking self for once. <laughs> and not, like, other people. Like, but anyways, so we, we like, we're talk- I'm talking about bullying. And, like, so I went through this, like, whole, my whole freshman year I got bullied. I got, like, their, their only, their only, like, word of, like, their only thing to offend you is to call you Suicide Squad. When you're emo, I'm not even emo. And I'm, like. But anyways, that whole, that whole, that was my entire freshman year. Like, that was, like, the entirety of it, which is why I hated it so much. And, like, that was the beginning of my sophomore year before I got homeschooled. Yeah. I mean, there were so many days when she would just be like, Mom, please don't make me go. Like, I can't do it. Please don't make me go. Or I would, like, I would, like, go in the, to the library during lunch or, like, advisory, and I would just cry, and I would text you, or I would call you and be like, can you pick me up? I can't do this right now. Like, like, I remember my teacher you remember Mr. Solis? Mm-hmm. He's my favorite teacher ever. And if I was still in public school, I would have, like, if I graduated from public school, I would have invited him to my graduation. Because he, he gave us his email. He gave, I was one of the special students that he gave her parents, the parents, his email after he, because he quit. Mm-hmm. He was becoming, like, a nurse or something in case, like, he never needed him. Because, like, he, he became, like, this was, like, I don't know if this is weird, but, like, because of my the whole thing with my dad in that time, like, this was before everything went down with my dad. Yeah. But, like, 
I was still having problems with him. He became, like, this kind of, like, father figure kind of thing. Because he was so influential. He was my English teacher. He was, he was, he, he talked to me about, like, my problems when no one else would. Like, the counselors there sucked. <laughs> so, and, and like, I, it was just really hard. So I had, he talked to me about, like, my problems and stuff. He did it with a bunch of students. Like, that, like, weren't, I mean, he would defend me when other students would bully me in front of him. And he would, like, send them, he would be like, if you do that again, I'm going to send you to the principal. Like, if you do something like that, you're, you're, you're done. And that, it's the fact that I had to have friendships and, like, closer relationships with my teachers than I did with the students because of how badly I was treated there. And, um, like, I remember the amount of times I would be, like, they, they'd look at me and... I'd be wearing, like, long sleeves or something, or I'd be wearing a jacket, or it'd be, like, winter, and I'd be wearing a jacket because it's cold, and you know what they'd say to me? Wrist check. You know what that means, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, bruh, shut up. That was around the time that, um, be, like, going back to, like, bullying, I got told to, like, literally kill myself so many times, like, online and in person. Can you imagine actually telling somebody that? I can't. I cannot imagine telling somebody to actually do that. Mm. Like, what kind of person do you have to be to do that? An awful one. <laughs> a horrible person? Yeah. Who's stuck up on themselves? Yeah. Um, but anyways, so, on to that topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That sounded really happy. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, that, people tell me that all the time. Just casually. And like, or they'd say it to like get a reaction out of me. It never worked, but I would just be like, um, okay, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> um, but I, it did, it did, it didn't lead me. It wasn't the sole reason that I had my attempts, but it did. It played a part. It played a part in it because. Yeah. Well, I think because the bullying you know, made your depression worse, you know? So that, you know, like I said, it played its part. Mm -hmm. So. Like, I, it gave me this, like, perspective that, like, everyone was better off without me kind of thing. Yeah. Which I know isn't true now. Right. Like, but at the time and, like, during all of those different times that, like, I was feeling that way it really did play a big part in how I thought like about like myself and like the world and like I was like okay if so many people want this why shouldn't I which sucks it is horrible to feel that way yeah and I'm very glad that I'm like doing better and that I'm working out how I'm feeling me (laughs) too um but and I don't know, I guess one of the things that like really, really sucked about it was moving out of like that era where I actually didn't like where I want, where there was a time when I did want to not be here, right? where I wanted to die and stuff like that. And then there was the time where I was getting out of it, but I still had those thoughts. Right. 
which brings like me into like what I, another thing I want to talk about um the differences between like suicidal like being suicidal and like suicidal ideations yeah so Troy are you aware of like the differences between them not Just... really okay, okay. So, it doesn't. When I was reading it, I didn't really understand the okay. difference. Between so I, I just wanted to see if you knew. So, because this is something that you know she's dealt with, and I, I don't think that I really have. To be perfectly honest, I mean, obviously I was suicidal at one time because I did attempt, <laughs> but that was when I was sixteen. But I never really, I don't think I ever really had any thoughts or feelings of it since then. Yeah. So, but. but Go ahead. So, in this time, they, uh, all I could think about was how I felt inside. Like, there was, it gave me anxiety attacks. It gave me episodes where I couldn't do anything but sit and cry. Um, it gave, it took my motivation away. It did, it took everything from me. Mm-hmm. Because all I wanted was to get away from my life. Right. And that was when I was seriously suicidal. It wasn't just occasional thoughts, oh yeah, like, I want to die, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, occasionally, like, it wasn't, like, those kind of, like, feelings that would go away. Because it wasn't going away. Mm-hmm. It would stick. And it, I took action on it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... It brought it. This brings me to like think about like how I feel now. I'm not suicidal now. I don't. I I love my life. Life is beautiful now. The things that I see in my life today are like the life that I'm living is the best I've ever lived. Um. It almost makes me want to cry to hear you say that. Like it really does. Like in a good way. Like happy tears. No, it makes me want to. Because it's been such a long, hard road. Yeah. But to see, and I'm actually getting teary-eyed, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but to see her get to this point mm-hmm. and truly mean it, not just say it for, you know, to make me think she's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to truly mean it and to see the smile on her face as she says it is, <laughs> I mean, I can't. Oh my god, I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, other parents out there that have been through things like this with their kids would understand. And I'm sure mom would understand because she went through it with me. Like, to know that your child was so... (laughs) Was so down to where they... They didn't want to be with you anymore. Not you, but they didn't want to be here anymore. And now they're like, I love my life. And they really mean it just makes me so happy Mm -hmm. yeah um but sorry now because i still obviously i have my moments but i'm not like it's not like suicidal moments but it's the ideation that come to me and this is the difference get the difference really like sticks when it's like these moments where you're like, oh, I don't want to be here. I can't do this. Like, oh my god. Like, what? Like, I just wish I could get away. Like, 
I and like when when you'll when I'll sit down and I'll like cry and I'll and like I'll be in a moment where I'm like sobbing and like being really upset about something and I'm like I just I, I hate I hate it here like why can't I be dead <laughs> like girl what are you talking about you're gonna feel fine in the next five minutes like actually genuinely fine but um it's it's a it's you see the difference when you're dealing with it because it's not as intense it's not something you genuinely want to take action on it's not something that you plan to take action on it's not something that takes over your life there's a difference between the suicide being suicidal genuinely took over my life it took away the part of me that wanted to be like alive right and then the suicidal like ideations that i occasionally experience they they come and go they i think the best thing that i can compare it to that would make sense would be almost like you know like when you just have like a fleeting thought that just kind of comes and goes you know what i mean I mean, I, I know what that is, but I, I don't see the difference. Like, I don't understand it. Like, <laughs> e- either way, it's the same thoughts. So I don't see how it's different. I think... And again, I've never no, gone yeah, through anything, right. so I don't mean offense right. of anything, no, but yeah. I just, I don't, I don't understand okay. the difference. And it's okay to not understand. I didn't understand until I went through it. My mom didn't understand until I really, really sat down and we went through it with my therapist and everything, and like, she lived it with me. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like, it's like a negative thought that you'll have when you're just like, do you ever have those thoughts where you'll like mess up something and you're like, oh, damn, I'm a failure. And then you'll get over it in five minutes. Yeah. That's literally what it is, except for it's a little more intense, but it's, it just doesn't feel like that. I mean, it's like, it's like when people say like, it's like people say teenagers say this all the time especially now they'll be like they'll something bad some small inconvenience will happen and they're like i'm gonna kill myself like girl what are you talking about because you know you don't mean it like people do mean it but like people say that casually and they shouldn't i don't think they should but they do and it's like it's just it's just another negative thought that crosses your mind and it like it goes in and out of your ears kind of thing but the real deal (laughs) the real deal is something that just sticks i'm just confused by it that's okay is it is it because like like you just said it just sounds like a negative thought Mm -hmm. instead of being labeled as something that is suicidal Mm-hmm. So is it only a suicidal ideation if it is someone who has gone through something like this? No. Because, no. like I said, to me, it just sounds like a negative thought, and then it's gone. No, like because you said. Um, anyone can deal with suicidal ideations, even if you're not like some, like actually like going through depressive states. Right. Like, I feel like a normal person could go through this more. Like, not normal person. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, we don't use the word normal here. No, yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like a person that like isn't dealing with like. Right severe depression or something like they're like they'll be like they'll have the worst day of their life and i'm like they're like i don't want to be here but they're thing. not actually going to take action yeah. on it they don't really mean it yeah it's just you know? it's just something it's just like something that pops in their head kind of thing mm-hmm. i don't know like i said it's just i just yeah. don't understand no, it's it. okay it's just kind of one of those things that 
kind of it's it's kind of on the same realm as self-harm like why would you do that you know but someone that has self-harmed understands yeah you know do you do you you understand what i'm saying like people that have never done any self-harm don't understand why people would do it like Mm -hmm. why would you hurt yourself it hurts (laughs) you know but somebody that has done it understands why and people that have never done it, they can't comprehend the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of on the same realm as that. Okay. So I know that doesn't really I help, just, but. I just don't, like I said, <laughs> I just don't understand it. Yeah. I feel, and again, no offense to, to y'all or to anyone no. that's listening or anything. I feel like it's just giving it a more intense label than what it is. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's just, I've never, I don't understand it. That's right. why. Right. Like you said, I see it as just a negative thought. Right. So, I don't know. It's just con- just confusing for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we've pretty much covered Kenna's story from, like, the depression bipolar side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to kind of go over, like, the anxiety side um, of, like, now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what you deal with now. Yeah. So... Because it's super fun. <laughs> so <laughs> That was sarcasm. <laughs> it kind of, like, my anxiety, like, I'm not going to go into, like, long story, but, like, it kind of started with, like, sensory issues, which is something I still deal with today. Mm-hmm. Very much so. It started with small things like me freaking out over the way my socks felt on my foot. Or the... Which still weirds me out, though, because, like, you can just barely put the sock on your foot and be fine and just throw your shoe on. Mine, I, my sock has to be, like, exactly perfect on my foot before my shoe can go on. And you can just be like, eh, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. But, but yet you still have sensory issues with your socks. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> weird. I go through, like, phases. <laughs> but it's, it's, like, um, like, uh, today, I was freaking out because my shoes were uncomfortable like this my like steve madden like mm-hmm. the like boots that i have they're getting tight on my legs and mm-hmm. i've gained weight and they like it freaks me out because how i felt and like we were trying to clean my room and i was like wait stop <laughs> and i had to go take them off and then i was like Ugh. um or like when something is like too much like if, if I'm wearing, like, a long sleeve shirt and it's too tight on my arms, I'll, like, start freaking out. If I'm wearing, like, too many layers, it's, like, uncomfortable. Like If you have a big fork. Yeah. <laughs> that's That one, one makes one me them. laugh. But it's not funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it does. She can't use big utensils. She doesn't like them. I know. I saw you switch the fork out at dinner tonight. Yeah, I had to give her a smaller fork. She likes to use small forks, small spoons. I actually went and bought, like, whole new, like, silverware just for her, like, small forks and spoons just for her at home. Because, like, we barely had any. I I was, I was like, I would, like, reuse the same ones. I would literally, like, I would use them and then I would wash them down with, like, completely, like, hand wash them and I'd use them the same. (laughs) I use a certain spoon when I eat cereal. I use a certain spoon when I eat ice cream Mm because it works really well. That's more just OCD, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Um, Anyways, sorry. I wasn't making fun of you. I, no, I, I find it amusing, though. I do. 
Um, but, and then it would get to, like, if I didn't, if I don't understand something, I'll start freaking out. Mm-hmm. If things are, like, t- if there's too much going on in my head, like, if I'm stressed about something, I'll start freaking out. Noise can start to bother you. Oh, yeah. Um, like, she gets overwhelmed really easily, you know? Like, if she's, if her anxiety is already up, then she gets overwhelmed at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Like, noise will overwhelm her. Smells can overwhelm her. Like, if we're at a restaurant and we're done eating and we're just waiting on the check and her anxiety is up, the smell of the food in the restaurant will start to get to her and she'll be like, I have to go outside. I, you can meet me out there when you're when you're done paying. Yeah. It happens a lot in restaurants, actually. Like, there's so much food around me that, like, I'll smell, like, all these different kind of smells from, like, different from plates and stuff. And I'm like, this is the most awful thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> like, it smell, it, like, it's not that it smells bad. Like, it's, it's a restaurant. It smells good. But, like, it's just too much. <laughs> or, like, if there's, like, if something's, like, way too bright... Like, if the sun's really bright, I'll, like, I'll just, I get annoyed, and I'll get, like, overwhelmed because I get annoyed from it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've learned to do certain things to where she doesn't get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, like, I hate that you have to, like, accommodate for me, but... It doesn't bother she's your, me. She's your mom. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Um, I will say, one thing that I noticed early on and our whole family has, was your, like, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, at restaurants and things like that. Which has actually gotten really better. I, I was just about to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to compliment you that it is a lot better. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I do want to say that I am very happy and proud of you for getting a job. Thank you. Because three, two, three years ago, I guarantee you never would have thought of doing it. No. <laughs> actually, you know, so... The job that she has, guys, she works at a drive through coffee shop, and she normally works the window, so she's forced to talk to people. So it has done wonders for her confidence and mm-hmm. her social skills, her social anxiety. And so we had actually gone out to lunch or dinner or something, I don't remember, um, like a week ago, mm-hmm. and you needed something. I don't remember what it was. And for one, not only did she order for herself drinks and food, but then she needed something. She didn't even look at me to say, mom, can you, you know, whatever. Waiter came up. She said, oh, can I get this? Just automatic. Mm-hmm. I was like, a month ago, that would have never happened. Yeah. Literally. It would have been, she might have ordered her own drink. But then I would have ordered her food and she would have said, mom, I need this. Can you ask the waiter for this? <laughs> so I am so proud of her and the way that she's become she's done really good with my job like um i think what actually i think one thing that's helped a lot is complimenting random people in public as well Mm -hmm. as long as my job because like as well as my job sorry i have because of you because you always compliment people Mm -hmm. i have started doing that and i did i would do it at school i do it at restaurants so you know like strangers like on the street like if you're like walking down the street and you see somebody that has shoes that you you like i i just mm-hmm. stop I, I really like your shoes you know or if i'm at a restaurant and i'm passing somebody and 
they're just really pretty. I'll tell them. I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt you, but I just think you're really pretty. I have to tell you. Or like, I, I do that all the time I to strangers. Always, I always compliment because, people's nails and their hair and yeah, their outfits. Because I, I'm that person that I, and, and I hate to make it sound like cliche or, you know, cheesy or whatever, but it's honest to God, it's the truth for me. I'm that person that has been searching for that elusive happiness for over 20 years. And so you don't know what that person is going through, you know, you don't know what they have in their life. That compliment could have changed their day, could have changed their life. Mm -hmm. You know, they could have been sitting there thinking of, of thinking of killing themselves, honestly. And that compliment could have changed that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've always done it. And so she actually started picking it up from me. So she does it all the time now, too. (laughs) I feel like, um, like, uh, also my job has helped a lot, like a lot, because, like, first of all, I have to interact with... A lot. With, um, <laughs> a lot, a lot. I have to interact with people that, like, I work with, and then I interact with all these people that, like, either... Like, I I, I feel like I make good connections with the people that I, like, that come through the drive-thru. Because, like, it's not like... Like, we have, like, this whole list on the side of our wall that's, like, regulars and their orders and their names and stuff. We have... Y'all a, do? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I know, I like that. We have, um... Sorry. I just had to move my mic a tiny bit. We have this like pig. We have this picture wall of people's like dogs eating their pup cups. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) I like their pup cups that they do because they actually put a little dog treat in them too. That's like in the shape of a bone. Milk bone. That's funny. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. It's for we're the best. Scooters is the best, guys. Drink Scooters coffee. We literally make the best coffee. Free advertisement. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, I love my job. Like I literally, it's just helped so much. Like, I feel like it's given me more to do as well. It's being, like, with being homeschooled, I don't do a lot. And I feel like working has helped a lot to do that, too. It's gotten me out of my shell. It's gotten me out of, like, um, like the depressive episodes I was going through. And it gets you out of the house, too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, this is not an offense to you. I love our house. I love it. I love it especially now. But I went through this era where I hated being home because I was home so much. Yeah, and I'm a homebody. I love being at home. But like so I, I was kind of was same friction between us. Yeah, like I was, I was, I was always home, and I just I couldn't take it. Like it was just too much, because I didn't, I didn't have any new environment. I didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And after like a long time, a long time of struggling and like the depression, anxiety, like dealing with all of my mental illness and I still have I still am dealing with them I'm still struggling a little bit but it's it's, it's something that's gonna happen it's not it's inevitable kind of thing Mm -hmm. but it's something you can overcome Mm -hmm. and it's something that you can work with yeah I mean like certain certain types like yours yeah like mine are manageable yeah you know yeah like they're not going away but we can manage them. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, not the grass is always greener, but the grass can be greener mm-hmm. on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good metaphor. Good job. Good. Uh, <laughs> sometimes his brain ticks, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like over the past year, I've changed so much. Yes. Like my view on life, my view on like everything. One thing that's really helped me, especially, 
is learning to love not just romantically platonically family relationships my 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 life myself i was just about to say yourself yeah like even as as small as like to loving like the the sort of simple thing you see on the street that are like just to make you happy the sky is beautiful it's like it's like that thing like it's always like, find the joy in everyday yeah. life like i feel like now i see the beauty in everything yeah and i'm you have to learn to love everything around you for its for its for its own like beauty and life has just become really enjoyable like i over the summer this past summer i had a really hard time because mm-hmm. I wasn't really doing anything. I didn't have a job. I was homeschooled. I was, I mean, I'm still homeschooled, but that's not really, I was just, it was really hard for me. I was going through a really bad episode. And then I, I don't know what happened. I mean, I got a job. I started thinking more about my future in a positive way instead of con- consistently like being like, I'm such a failure. I'm never going to get anywhere in life. Um, and it's really helped. Finally, giving my, myself the chance to have a positive outlook on things has really changed who I am. Yeah. And how I see things. And I feel like everyone should know that you're not alone and you're going to get... You're, you're, even if it doesn't feel like it, it's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it'll go back for a little bit, because I'm sure I'm going to have my, my moments mm-hmm. again. I'm mm-hmm. not, not going to be... The the most amazingly happy I've ever been for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm going to have hard moments and heart and like struggles, but that's part of life. Yeah. And you're going to be okay. You're going to make it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I've, I've been battling with it since I was 13 and I still have my moments, yeah. you know, I mean, I still have really bad depressive episodes, but I, know that there's I instinct not instinctively I deep down know that there is so much that I have to live for but it's but it's something that I have learned yeah throughout my mental health journey you know Mm -hmm. so that's something that people do learn you know it's not if you're first starting to go through something like this it's not something that you're just gonna be like Oh, yeah, I have something to live for. Uh, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So. But it's it's definitely something that you have to work towards. And you have to put in that effort. And you have to put in the work for it. Yeah, I mean, well, for sure. Like, you do have to work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which it's sucks. just It's just not, it's not going to just get better on its own. Yeah, it's not going to come to you. You have to come to it. Yeah. But. And, but, I mean... One thing that I can, one thing that I can say is that like, from experience, things are not always gonna be like this. You're gonna get better. You're gonna be happy, and like like me, I genuinely, I think I'm in one of the best. I'm having the best time of my life right now. <laughs> like, don't make me cry again. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm living the way I want to. My future is something that I'm looking forward to instead of being terrified of. I want to work there. I want to work towards getting to what I want. I want to, like, I want to be, I want to live. Mm -hmm. And not just in the sense that I want to be alive, but I want to live my life thoroughly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is something I haven't felt in a long time. Yeah. That's good, kid. Mm -hmm. 
it makes me happy to see too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we, you and I were very close when you were little, and yeah, I was a teenager. Yes. And when when everything started, you and you said that you've gotten closer with family, mm-hmm. but at that time you weren't close with family. Yeah. So I've definitely seen the change yeah. from an outside perspective, yeah. and I am very proud of you, and I am very happy for you. Very much so. I've already talked about it, so I don't need to repeat it again. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So I think we're gonna start wrapping it up now, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. So. Well, I guess I'm gonna say it one more time because I came up with a great metaphor. It's not always greener, but it can be greener. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, but thank you, Kenna, for mm-hmm. being on and sharing your journey with mm-hmm. us. We very it. much appreciate it. Thanks, kid. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're always welcome back. Thank I know you. a lot of the topics we talk about you're not interested in, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Little Harry Potter weirdos. <gasps> it's facts, but... <laughs> okay, whatever. I only speak facts. Uh, but, so, just to reiterate what we said at the beginning, though, guys... Um, because this was such a serious and sensitive topic, just please remember that you are not alone no matter what. There is always someone there to help out, help you. If you need help, just reach out. Um, you can reach either me or Troy through our website or our social media sites, which will be linked on the episode posting. Or you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. So... Please do so if you need help. We are always here to help anyone if they need it. And you can mm-hmm. reach us, like I said, through our website or social media. But next episode, dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to actually talk about something that I find so fascinating. Troy doesn't really know much about it, but you're going to have to do your research a little bit. I'm going to have um, to learn. You're going to have to do a little bit of research because I'm not going to talk the entire episode. You're going to have to do something. We'll see. <laughs> We're going to actually dive into the mafia. It's going to be super fun, like we always say. (laughs) We say that every time. But um, mainly focusing on the New York, um, like the five families of New York, the American mafia. So check it out, guys. It'll be about two weeks. And thank you for being with Mm -hmm. us tonight thanks everyone for tuning in like she said check out our socials check out the website let us know what you um what you think if you want us to talk about any topics and we'll see you next time bye Bye, guys. guys